0: Hey there, it's Vashti Sarah. Welcome back to Post Blog. If this is your first time listening, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons to stay connected with the Post Blog podcast. And for those who this is not your first time listening, thank you and welcome back. Did you know that you are one of the most self absorbed person on this planet? Actually, I am one of the most self absorbed person on this planet. We all are. So, if we all are, then there's no the most, right? But you get what I'm saying. We can be awful. We can be the worst when it comes to being preoccupied with our own emotions, our own interests, and our own situations. But I don't really want to talk about our interests. I want to focus. I want to hound on our emotions and the situation that we're in that we can become so preoccupied by. And specifically fear, that emotion of fear, being fearful of what's to come, being fearful of the situation that you're in, that you're so self-absorbed, that you're so consumed and engulfed by what you're going through that you cannot see the world around you. Here's the thing, it's normal to fear. It's normal to have fears. I have a huge fear of failure. I'm type one, type A, type perfectionist, a thousand percent. And I hate the idea of the possibility of failing. One of my fears before getting married was getting married. I just feared that I would fail as a wife. I would fail being a good wife, not meeting up to my husband's standards. I, I feared failing in marriage. One thing Jared and I agreed on is to never use the word divorce in any of our conversations. And yeah, we're five months in, but in any squabble, whether it be serious or jokingly, we do not use the word divorce because we don't want to cultivate a cap out. We don't want to say words and speak words over our lives, over our marriage that can influence certain thoughts that and entertain certain thoughts. So that was one of my fears. I feared failing in marriage. And now five months in, I'm like, what did I even fear for? I love marriage. I love my husband. I love what we're doing. I love doing life with him. And I know we're going to have challenging times. And we have we have had hiccups here and there. But within those hiccups, within those trials, I've loved him through it. And we've loved each other. And we've grown through it. So fear. Why is fear a form of self-absorption? Well, we just consume our lives by fear that we don't do anything. We damage our psyche because we're so consumed by the thought of our fears that we remain numb and we don't live. We don't truly live. And granted, we can't live when we live in fear. But here's the thing. Self-absorption looks differently for everyone. For some people, self-absorption is silent. We are consumed by what we're going through that we cannot hear or listen to what someone else is saying. We cannot fully invest, we cannot fully engage in our environment. And then self-absorption can take the form of all you can do is talk about what you're going through. Every situation that you're in, you feel the need to bring up your situation, your trials, and you have nothing to say. There's no joy, there's no victory, there's nothing at all other than what you are currently self-absorbed by. So we fall into two categories. I tend to fall into the silent category and Jared calls me out real quick and he says, Vashti, snap out of it. We're going to get through it. God's going to bring us through. Quit being consumed by your fears and your worries. And that's easier said than done. But he's right. Whenever we self absorb over what we're going through, we remove and shift God from the throne that he rightfully should be in. And we place the thing that we are worried about, we place our fears in that seat. And we tell fear, You are my God. You rule over me. You rule over my thoughts, my emotions, my actions. Everything about me is fear or what I fear. Now, fear isn't bad. Fear is not bad at all. It's a natural part of our emotions. It's a natural part of how we respond to certain things. But whenever we allow fear to control us, that's when we're moving or shifting into a wrong attitude. You have control as to whether fear controls you. Because one of the greatest disservice you can do to yourself is allow a lie to become your reality. And that's what we do when we allow fear to control our thoughts, to control how we think, to control how we respond, to control how we live. That's one of the greatest disservice you can do to yourself, believing a lie. And that lie can be, I'll never make it, I'll never amount to anything, I don't have enough money, I'll never be successful, whatever that lie is. Whenever we allow a lie to become a reality, we are stuck in a false world. We're actually stuck in a horror movie because horror movies are filled with what? Fear. Everyone's running and hiding. No one wants to take action. You're stuck in a closet just shivering and consumed by the thought of failure, by the thought of what ifs. What if it doesn't work out? What if this doesn't happen? What if whatever it may be? As believers, as Christ followers, we are encouraged to cast our cares, all our cares or fears to him. And who's him? Him is God. Why should we cast our cares? One, I think one of the reasons why, one of the biggest reasons why is because fear can easily become our God. And whenever we allow fear to become our God, God is no longer control over our life. Because we've given something that is a lie to become a reality. God is truth, he's not a lie. So cast your cares to God. One, so that you don't create other gods, and two, so that you can live in freedom. Because in Christ, in who God is, wherever the presence of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom to live in truth, freedom to understand that I may not know what the outcome may be. My reality may not be perfect. My reality may not have all questions answered, but I know who my God is. I know who I serve. And because I know who I serve, I will not fear. I will trust and I will have faith. So how do you cast your cares to God? How do you do that? Well, to be honest, it's first admitting that we've allowed a lie to become a reality. I don't know what lie you're currently believing, but whatever that lie is, you need to verbalize that and say that right now. You know what? Pause this podcast and say out loud what lie you've been believing. And then hit play again. It's not until you say it out loud does it become real and does it hit home a little bit more and it resonates in our heart and we realize, oh my goodness, we're pretty messed up oh my goodness, I've been living a lie. I've been allowing a lie to become my reality to determine what steps I take. Now, once you say it out loud, I'd say pray. Prayer is way more powerful than we think it is. We don't give prayer as much attention as it needs Prayer is so powerful in your prayer closet, in your prayer room. That's when chains are broken. That's where redemption is found. That's where freedom is found. And that prayer closet can be your car right now. But after this podcast, I say, you know what, Jesus, I've been believing a lie. And I need you to help me to believe truth. And how do you believe truth? By reading truth. The only way to know what truth is, is to seek it out. So what is seeking it out? The Bible. The Bible is biblical instructions before leaving earth. It is truth. It's God's word. It's God's inspired word. Read what God says about you, the plans he has for you, the truth of who you are and were created to be. But let me tell you something. One of the biggest things you can do is ask for help. And that's not to say that you're crazy. Asking for help doesn't mean that you're weak. Asking for help is strength. It's saying, I know that I'm not perfect. I know I'm in a position that I need help and I need to no longer allow fear to drive me. We all need guidance. We all need a little bit of help here and there. No one's perfect. No one's got it right. Go seek counseling, but do your part in seeking help, seeking help from God and seeking help from maybe even a counselor. Don't let fear trample over your life. Don't let fear determine who you are and what you do. Don't let fear have you believe a lie. There is freedom. But in order for freedom, we need to exchange. And what we need to exchange is our fears. But you, my friend, only you can exchange that fear. I can't do it for you. As much as I wish I could, I can't. Talk to Jesus. I know you've probably heard that several times. If you've been following along on this podcast, season one and season two, talk to Jesus. Jesus is so sweet, and he's not selective in who he gives freedom, who he imparts wisdom and discernment to. He is so gracious and so merciful, and he wants freedom for each of us. Exchange your fear for truth. Quit living in self absorption. Quit living a lie, quit believing a lie, and walk in truth. That's it for today, guys. Thank you for joining me on Post Blog. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons to stay connected with the Post Blog podcast. Same time, same place next week. I love y'all, but remember, God loves you most.